Amen. It's a good thing, and it's a glad thing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to, you know, break down some scriptures real quick, share a little testimony, and then minister a little bit. Amen. Amen. So let's start in Jeremiah 9, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. And I'll let you guys get time to turn there. And I'm going to pray while you're turning there. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence, and we thank you for the simplicity of your gospel. And Father, we just thank you that as I minister right now that you speak through me, you move through me, and we give you the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jeremiah 29, 11. And I am Candace Rogan, by the way. I'm Candace. <laughs> I just forgot to introduce myself. Okay, so Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. And let's now, let's go on over to, let's go to, um, let's see. Yes. Let's look at Romans 5.5. 5. Romans 5.5. 5. Amen. And it says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Amen. And so looking at those two scriptures, we know that God is love. And so he says, I have plans for you, amen? So we should be confident in knowing that love has plans for us. And they're not evil plans. They're plans that will give us an expected end. And even through times of uncertainty, times of tribulations, times, or even if you mess up or whatever, you can just get down in your guilt and shame, that he says, I have plans for you, amen? And so this, his love, like in verse Romans 5, 5, it tells us that hope maketh not ashamed. And we don't have to be ashamed in our expectations of God. You know, throughout this camp, you're going to hear about the good news. You're going to hear about things to look forward to. You're going to, you know, hear about things in the Holy Spirit. And so right here, it's saying that hope is not ashamed because of the love that he should have brought in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so receiving the Holy Spirit, we have the love of God on the earth. And through that love, we can be confident that the things that we hear are going to come to pass because he loves us. Amen? Amen. And even with that, you know, I wanted to share a little bit about my life because everybody here, God has a plan for your life. And even if you get off that plan, the love will bring you back into the plan of God. Amen. And even if it's not even you or it could just be things in the world that can, you know, try to get you off the plan, that you can be confident in the love of God to bring you back into the plan. Um, and, you know, Pastor Alvin talked last night about excuses, <laughs> excuses of why we don't move with God, excuses of why we, you know, do whatever we do. And, you know, in my life, you know, the testimony I want to share, the testimony is the part that God did, not the part of me going off track. That's the, t the testimony is what God did, his love. And, you know, I got off the plane of God even in high school, and it was my senior year. You know, my parents are pastors. Um, they raised me in the church. And, but, you know, I know all of you guys, you have peers, your friends, things like that. And so in high school, it was my senior year. Um, all my friends knew like, I didn't engage in a lot of fleshly activities and things like that, so they were shocked. And they're like, what, you haven't experienced this? And you're, like, about to turn 18? I was like, no, I haven't done that or whatever. And so I had a really close friend that shouldn't have been close. But um, for my 18th birthday, she was like, you know what, we're going to get you drunk for your birthday. And I was like, okay. Um, and then, you know, I went home. God talked to me. He was like, no, you shouldn't do that. So I called her back. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that for my birthday. Um, and then she gave me this whole guilt trip. And she was like, what, I've already bought all the stuff. I did this. I bought this. I bought that. And you're telling me you're not going to do that. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it. And so, short story, that was my first time engaging with alcohol, and then that carried in, you know, that last senior year of my high school, and even into that freshman college year, 
And it was a struggle that took me into shame and guilt. Anytime that the devil takes you into sin, it's going to take you into guilt and shame. But the love plan that God has for you, the love of God is to bring you back in of God. And, you know, um, even through that period, God used the prophet of God, Dr. Jacobs, in my life very, you know, was very, you know, his book talks about impartations. And he was a rescue in my life during that time um, because I was going in and out of that period. And every time, you know, I would, you know, engage and then I would go home and it was very depressing. I would cry, you know, like I knew better. I don't have any excuse of doing this. Like I was raised in the church. I was exposed to all these impartations. Um, and so it was a very, you know, depressing time of my life going back and forth between that. Um, but always, every time <laughs> I came into the house of the Lord, there was a rescue for that me during that time. And even getting around Dr. Jacobs' ministry, it was a rescue for me during that time. And, you know, um, you know I, and just even sharing this about love, and, you know, this is a little side note. Um, you all, right now, love is kind of scarce. Even showing it is kind of scarce. But when you attach faith to it, attach faith to hugging somebody, that there's power in that. If you attach faith to smiling at somebody, there's power in that. And I'm just saying that because I remember um, after getting over that, those temptations, I still dealt with the struggle of, like, the shame and the guilt. Like, I did that, and that would always come back. And I remember um, it was before, you know, I didn't know he was coming into town immediately, but I was going through that little period of my life. And I remember... Um, I heard that he was coming in town to a pastor in Nashville, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be there. I don't feel like going because I'm, like, really beat up on the inside and all this stuff like that, but I was like, I'm going to go because I have an expectancy just from that ministry of the prophet, and I had an expectancy just in the house of the Lord, and so I remember going, um, and I was still, you know, just down, though, but I was there, and I remember um, Dr. Jacobs coming in. You know, the pastor was leading him to a seat, and they were about to start worship and stuff, and he just, you know, simply hugged, but because of the expectation that I had attached to that, you know, just his presence, I remember immediately all of those feelings that I was feeling were immediately broke on the inside. All that guilt and that shame just went away, and I was able to enter in to worship. I was able to enter in into the message, because the worst thing is when you come to service and you can't engage because of those thoughts or because of the different feelings that you have on the inside, and so I'm saying all this to say that there's a rescue here at camp. The love of God is a rescue. And so he wants to move upon us tonight. He wants to move through us, not tonight, this morning, but he wants to move through us at this camp, amen. And so no matter you getting off the plan or once again, things that can come into your life, the love of God will always bring you back into the plan of God, amen. And so I want to share two last scriptures. Um, let's look at, let's look at um, Ephesians 5:18. Ephesians 5. And, you know, also a little, um, you know, because um, even recently God, you know, had a little joke with me in my private time. Because um, back then when I was in that lifestyle, um, you know, my friends, because they knew I was trying to stop my friends or whatever. And so I remember, you know, having some of them tell me like, oh, you know, because I would try to still go out with them or, like, hang out with them or whatever. And they're like, oh, we like you better when you're drunk or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's hurtful, but whatever, okay. <laughs> but it was, you know, I was, you know, fast forward now back into the plan of God. Um, I was just, you know, praising God in the spirit in my private time. And then God told me, I like you better when you're drunk in the spirit. And that was just a joke, you know, to me. <laughs> like, I like you better in the spirit. And it's true. God wants us filled 
with the Spirit in the Holy Ghost because he wants to do things. And so it's so important that we, you know, it was so important for me to receive God so that when we go out into the world, we can minister that love back to other people. But if you're in sin and guilt and shame, you're not going to feel that love. You're going to be blinded from that love. And so going back to just the ministries that God exposed me to, it allowed me to receive avenues of the love of God into my life to where I could see that, Father, you still have a plan for me. You still have an expectation for my life. And so knowing that even here at camp that God has an expectation for your life, God still wants to minister his love to you. And so let's read this, Ephesians 5, 18. It says, do not be drunk, do not get drunk with wine which is rebellion, instead be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That in the Spirit is joy. In the Spirit, there's peace, there's fun, there's happiness. And, you know, and that was something I was looking for in my life back then. And, you know, I, you know, I was just blinded by the way to have fun. And, you know, ever since I've come out of that lifestyle, I've had more fun than I've ever had. I've laughed more than I've had. I've danced more than I've ever danced. And it's due to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, the devil will always try to rep you, you know, duplicate what God does in the spirit. You know, drunkness came from the Holy Spirit. It didn't come, it didn't originate with the different substances that the world can try to create to manipulate your body, your emotions and feelings. And you know, the thing about that, that you can experience and indulge in all those things and it can take you up for a moment. And like I said, when I went back home every night, when I was sober, hungover, whatever, I experienced a big down, <laughs> you know, a downfall. But in the Holy Spirit, when God moves joy and peace on the inside of you, it's a lasting change. It's a long-lasting change that will move throughout your days. Amen? And so let's read this last scripture because it's Acts 2, 24 through 28. Acts 2, 24 through 28. And this is just concerning, you know, maybe you're not in anything. But maybe it's just like different emotions and different things that you can be going through. And you're in the plan of God. You know, I experienced that too. Like after I stopped sinning, I was still experiencing tribulations. And I'm like, okay, but I stopped. <laughs> I stopped that or whatever. You know, being in the house of God does not mean your hard times are not going to come. Amen. And so this scripture right here will show that because this is a prophetic word about Jesus. That he was in the plan of God. And there were still things that were trying to come against him. And he, him even taking our place in hell. That was a hardship. <laughs> that was really hard. But in the midst of that, he had the joy of the Lord. He had the Holy Spirit with him. He had the peace of God with him. So Acts 2, 24 through 28, it says, God destroyed the cords of death and raised him up because it was impossible for death's power to hold him prisoner. This is the very thing that David prophesied about him. I continu continually see the Lord in front of me. He is at my right hand. I am never shaken. No wonder my heart is glad and my glory celebrates. My mouth is filled with praises, and I have hope that my body will live, because you will not leave my soul among the dead, nor will you allow your sacred one to experience decay. 28, you have revealed to me the pathway to life, and seeing your faith fills me with euphoria. And so we can see that Jesus, even in the midst of things that he was going through, was able to be filled with the joy and the presence of God because of the Holy Spirit that he said, I saw you right before me. And that was something that once again brought me out of that time was always, you know, even though I would go out, I would always come back to God. And it, him, his presence will always bring you back into joy. And then even once again, the ministers, your pastors that God can place around you, use those impartations, use those rescues, use those gifts to minister to you. God will minister to you through them, through the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so stand to your feet. 
All that to say, you know, because another thing I'll, I'll tell you, when I was in that world, I was a, you know, at first I was somebody that people would, you know, try to, you know, like, you know, get drunk or whatever. And then, like, towards then, I, I became that person. Like, oh, you're not drinking. You need to drink. And so right now, I want to encourage you guys to drink. I want to encourage you guys to receive the feeling of the Holy Ghost in a fresh way, a new way, that God wants to do some exciting things in this camp. He wants to do some exciting things when you get home. But it's going to take the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So first, I want to pray for anyone, um, if you are struggling with anything that you know that is hindering you from moving with him, or if it's even like guilt and shame, once again, you're not in that, but it can just be just torment within you. If that's anybody, come forward that God wants to show love to you tonight, this morning. I keep saying tonight. He wants to show love to you to this morning. Amen. Amen. And just advice, you know, after this, I'm just joining my faith with yours because it took faith for you to come up here. But even after this, there's going to be thoughts that try to come back. There's going to be temptations that try to come back. And you're going to have to use the scriptures that you received here at camp to fight those thoughts. You know, the Bible tells us to cast down every imagination that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And that's what it's doing. It's trying to get you not to know the love of God. We have to stay in knowledge of who he is and what he wants for us. So it's going to take us getting in the word and getting in the scripture. Even after this prayer line, even after this ministry time, you still have to get before his face. And the word will change you, renew you, will cleanse you, will knock things off of you. Amen? Amen. So just repeat after me. Everybody can just repeat this together. Father God in heaven, I believe, receive what you have for me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. But lastly, if you just want a fresh feeling, come on up. If you want to take a drink, come on up. <laughs> it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And he will fill all who is thirsty. Amen? So if you want a fresh feeling, come on up. And then when I lay hands on you, can say, if God urges you to dance, dance. If he urges you to run, run, you have to 
match his, his power with your faith. And so when I lay hands on your faith, you will be showing your faith by your dance, by your shout, if, that what, if that's what he wants you to do. If he wants you to take a lap, do it. But show that God has done, you know, move with him. Move with the Holy Spirit of what he wants to do in your life. Amen? Amen. Have you? 